Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. Hola, my name is Dan Day. Give me a follow on Twitter, at Dan Day Radio, and I can tell you what this show is going to be all like, but why not have Hawk tell you with this? Are there gradations of loaded potato? Because if today is a loaded potato, you were describing to me before the show what is on hand for tomorrow's program. Tomorrow's show is a more traditional loaded potato. Oh yeah, we are going to be hearing from the Hawk and Crowder show later on also. The Joe Rose show checks in with Kendrick Perkins, always like to hear from Big Perk. And the Dan Lebitard show has stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day. But right now, headlines for today. The Canes basketball team are on a three-game win streak after taking a triple overtime thriller from Virginia Tech last night, 102-95. Next, it's Notre Dame on Sunday. The Heat are back in action tonight in Atlanta at 7.30. The number one ranked Canes baseball team murdered Kent State last night, 12-0, setting up a one-versus-two matchup this weekend against Florida. The Panthers down the Ducks last night, 4-1. They play the Kings in L.A. tonight at 10.30. Listen to it here on 560 The Joe. Sources say the new NFL collective bargaining agreement will shorten the preseason to three games, lengthen the regular season one game to 17, and expand the playoffs to 14 teams. The Marlins open spring training play Saturday at one in Port St. Lucie against the Mets. The Dolphins have won the NFL Huddle 100 Club competition for community service with over 75 million volunteer minutes through 90,000 volunteers and 163 events. The reward is $100,000 to use towards a charitable cause. Inter-Miami's home opener March 14th against the LA Galaxy is sold out of single-game tickets. The only way to get tickets to the match is by buying season tickets that are now available. And now, you know what we're doing. We're taking a step into the day spa. (sighs) An Alaskan airman faces disciplinary action after peeing in an office coffee maker. Watch out for that European coffee. After a police chief in New Hampshire was relieved of his duties and told to turn in his uniform and gun, the man did just that and stripped down and left the building, walking into the snowstorm that was happening that evening with just his underwear and socks on. I would have just gotten butt naked and showed the world my real gun. Virginia lawmakers are working to repeal a law that makes it illegal to cuss in public. Yeah, F that law. Today... Cindy Crawford and Rihanna's birthday. Whew. Let me do that again. Whew. Double wow and double hot mess of the day. Mm, mm, mm. 
Now on the weather brought to you by Hylia Park. Tonight's forecast has a chance of rain with temperatures in the mid-70s. Win $25,000 cash at Hylia Park Casino. Get free entries every Saturday and earn more entries playing slots every day now through March 21st. Grand prize $25,000 giveaway Saturday, March 21st. Visit HyliaPark.com for details. In the morning, you need a cup of Joe and you need the Joe Rose Show from 6 to 10 weekdays. Earlier, they caught up with Kendrick Perkins. Oh, he loves Kyrie Irving. So he has a few things to say about Kyrie leading the players of the league. Also, what would a Philly-Miami playoffs matchup look like? Makes a comment on the Astros. He actually loves them a little bit, so it should be interesting to get Perk's take. And thoughts on Jay Crowder along with Dion Waiters. Kendrick, always great having you. Are you kidding me? Now you got me watching that <laughs> damn show every time you come on to see what they're going to get you to say, man. Uh, uh, no. All right, Kendrick, I, I, I'm going to do this because I, you know, I, I, you know, I follow you on Twitter. I know what the deal no, is. Don't do it. You didn't want anyone to ask about it. What was your first thoughts when you see the NBA Players Association, Kyrie Irving, vice president? Because I know you had some interesting things to say. Oh, man. Why? I said I was going to – look, I said I was going to leave him alone. You know what? I'm going to say this. It was very surprising to me because the only reason is is that Kyrie hasn't shown me, or I don't think he's shown nobody that he has the capability of being a leader. And it just surprised it surprised me. I, you know, when you when you think of somebody that's leading, you think of a guy, you know, like CP3, or you think right. of a guy like Jared Dudley, maybe like you know those guys are leader, or even a guy like Jimmy Butler, but not Kyrie Irving. But hey, who? Knows, man. We'll see. I got yeah. it out of the way, Patrick. Right. I got, we got it. Out of the let's way. go to the, right. let's go to some other stuff here. En- enough, man. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're gonna move past that. We got something out here. We're gonna move past it. How does a four versus five Philly and Miami? What would happen in that series? Oh, I know that that series right there will go seven games right. for sure. It will go seven games. It will, it will be very physical, but I actually would give the edge to the Miami Heat. I think Eric Spolster and his coaching staff will put a hell of a game playing together. I think Jimmy Butler would, you know, absolutely, you know, have it on his mind to take over that series. And I think to me right now, the Miami Heat are just so deep and mentally tough. They have a lot of mentally tough and phys- like mentally tough and physical guys on their team that's not backing down from no one and veterans I have to give the edge to the Miami Heat but I think they win in seven games all right, so with that said, if that does come about and it's a 4-5 series and the Heat do win, let's go to the, let's go to up to Philadelphia as Kendrick Perkins, the GM. What do you do now with that Philadelphia 76ers team when they can't get out of the first round against the Heat and you got Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, you don't know what that relationship's really like. Is, is it possible that they break up this process a little bit in the offseason if they can't get out of the first round? Well, first, you know, what I would do is is that I would I would find another leader. I would get rid of Brett Brown. I would get another coach. And then I would start trying to move pieces. I would try to make Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons work. I would have, I mean, it's just two all-stars. It's just two hell of a players. I don't know exactly what are you going to get back for that type of talent. Because 
if you if you're an Elton Brand, you're in a tough place because if you choose Joel and B and things don't go right with him, it's like oh you should have got rid of Joel. And if you choose Ben Simmons and things don't go right with him, you're in a messed up situation. So I try to look at the roster and say, you know what? Let me call these guys in the house. I'm gonna make it. Try to make it work. I'm gonna get a new head coach and I'm gonna build around him. I try to get off contract of Al Horford, Tobias Harris. You know, I just rebuild around those two guys the right way. Kendrick, I, I want to ask you, um, I'm from the Bay Area. Uh, how quickly can they get back if you have Wiggins, Curry, Green, and Thompson healthy and a high pick? Can they compete right away with L.A., L.A., and everybody else? Absolutely. They'll be right back in the thick of things. To me, I think with them adding uh, Wiggins was a major plus. To me, he's a Harrison Barnes 2.0. With Wiggins being in that culture, being around those guys, he don't have to be. He don't have to be uh, Wiggins the number one pick anymore. You got Steph and Clay, who's going to be your superstars. All you need Wiggins to do is be that athletic wing player. Go out there, get you 17 to 20 points a game, play and and play hell of a defense with on the on the side of Draymond Green, which I think he could do, and under Steve Kerr, Ron Adams, and Mike Brown, and I. I think he'll be perfectly fine. I would have the Golden State Warriors right in the thick of things. Yeah, and not only that, but with the season they're having right now, what happens if they win the lottery? What happens if they get the number one pick overall and they could dangle that in front of a team that has a veteran that doesn't want to be there anymore? And they could add another piece to that, not just Wiggins, but they could add another veteran guy, whether it's money, another money, wing money, guy. Money, money, money. May have to keep that. May have to keep that. Right, draft. it's possible. But like, what happens if like a Bradley Beal or someone like that wants out, and then all of a sudden you get the number one pick overall, and a team goes, "Yeah, we'll take him, and you can have our vet. You just got to pay the luxury tax." That's a scary right. situation for the Western Conference. That's, that's very scary. And then on top of that, they would have room to also with Boogie Cousins coming back to L.A., they still got room to sign to sign one of those three bigs that's in L.A. for a low cost. Right. You know, you could get you a nice center. I don't know how healthy Boogie would be, but I know Dwight Howard has earned him some more years in the league, I tell you that. And, you know, he could be on the market. Can you imagine Dwight Howard on the Warriors no. with that team? Oh, boy. No, like, I can't. That would be something special to watch. Kendrick, you ready to jump into some other things? I, I know you follow everything going on. What are your thoughts about this uh, this drama going on in baseball right now with the Astros? Oh, I live down here, so it's it's. I mean, it's crazy because man, the Astros gave Houston life, like fours and sports. I haven't seen the city this fired up since the clutch city of Elijah Warren days, like Vernon Maxwell, Kenny Smith, those days. And then the Astros had the city on fire. And to find out that those guys were cheating, man, that was that, that's really, really bad. You know what's even worse to me is that those guys don't really have no, to me, like their apologies are like, yeah, we did it, oh, well, they're champs. Like, I'm a two, I'm, listen, I'm a, I'm a champ. And when people call me a 2008 champ, I'm like, you damn right I am. I earned every dime of it. It was plenty of nights I, I, I didn't sleep for before game sevens because I knew how important it was that I had to step my game up for the, for the, to help the team. And when you look at the Astros, you like, 
Shoot, them going into a big game the next day, they were sleeping like babies. So they, already had, they already had the cheat code. You know, they knew they were going to win. But but I'm with, listen, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Houston Astros fan, but I, I strongly believe they should be stripped of their title. Uh, no one should have it. Yes, because they didn't win it, man. Like, to cheat, to gain an advantage to beat somebody else, and cheat like that, that's not good. That's not good for any sports. And I think the commissioner and, and whatever, the front office of the baseball league, they, they have to come up with something and, you know, make things right because it's just not good. It's not a good look for baseball. It's not a good look for sports, period. Kendrick, what do you think about All-Star Weekend, by the way? And don't throw any shade well, at Derek Jones Jr. I won't be taking that on the show today. You, I love it. I love it. Although I already know um, Pat Riley and Spro told D Wade, hey, look, we're gonna have a mob waiting on you, man. If you don't, if you, if you don't make sure Jones Jr. you win the dunk contest, Kendrick, nah, stop I, it. I'm just playing, man. Hey, look, so look. In all seriousness, though, that was one of the best All Star weekends I've seen in a long time. Every event was competitive. I mean, I actually enjoyed watching it on the television. From you know the skills contest to to uh, the slam dunk contest to the three-point contest was good. And the game just put the icing on the cake. Like, that whole weekend described to me the Mamba mentality. And I was very happy and proud of Adam Silver and the NBA for how they did that weekend. Like, that was beautiful. Hey, uh, I wanted to ask you about, you know, we talked so much about Iguodala and how much he's going to help the Heat. I didn't realize, and I know it's only been, Crowder's only been here a couple of games. My God, 18 points a game. He's shooting great. I didn't know how much he's going to be a big part of this thing going down the stretch mm-hmm. what what do you think of him as a player i love jay crowder actually i tweeted about jay crowder and said miami got a steal with jay crowder because one thing about jay crowder he laces his boots up every night in the big moments he steps up he's not afraid of the big moments he's not afraid to go out there and guard the best player he's a pit bull he want to win he's a great teammate and he fits that culture extremely well i love jay crowder i'm telling you i love him as a player i love him as as a person, I love everything about him. And listen, what, what they did with that trade—who knew? You know, you knew what you were, you know you'd get with it with Iggy, but at this point, Jay Crowder, oh, it's just another guy in the trade. He's ended up being a really, really good player and a Heat culture guy. You're right with this. Yeah, and, and then another thing you have to realize about Jay Crowder is that he's been traded, and it's really—it really hasn't been his fault. It's not like been a horrible player. He's just been traded for you know getting caught up in different trades where teams basically had to make the trade, and he just. Had had to be a piece that was that had to be thrown in there. It's not like those teams didn't like him. You know, Memphis, I'm pretty sure they probably tried every way to get out of not trading Jay Crowder, but they had to do what they had to do. But I tell you what, Miami seemed like they welcomed him with open arms. And for him to be under his exposure, I love. Hey, real quickly, Deion Waiters, we always talk about this. Somebody's going to take a chance on him, right? Too good a player offensively? Does he get picked up? They have to, man. Listen, Deion Waiters is still the hooper, man. I mean, mentally, he knows he probably has to get his stuff together. Before us, nobody ever questioned Dion talent. Like, that guy can play. To me, he's a walking bucket. He's he got a lot of dog in him. He defends. It's all about Dion Milton. I think he knows that. Like, sometimes you got to have that piece of humble pie to realize, like, hey, 
I need to calm down. It's getting real. Kendrick, thank you as always for your time. We appreciate it. We'll Kendrick, bump you again you soon. Kendrick, you bring that A-game every damn time. You, you must do it. this hey. all over the country. Thank you, man. Hey, fellas, y'all have a blessed one, and thank y'all for having me on again. If I were Kyrie Irving, I'd be scared because Kendrick don't play. So be careful. Dan Lebetard, he and his guys, they play. We're going to hear from them next, but here's a little taste of what we will hear. The Pelicans recover 46% of Zion's misses, with a big chunk of them coming from Zion himself. Z-Bounds. Stat of the day, stat of the day, on the way, the best of the Joe show. This is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, and you are listening to Nirvana Smells Like Teen Spirit. Ah, yes. Today would have been Kurt Cobain's birthday. He was born on this day in 1967. Unfortunately, passed away in 1994. I'm not going to get into it all. Some people say he killed himself. Some people say Courtney Love killed him. I have my opinion on it, but once again... I just want to appreciate the greatness of Kurt Cobain. So much so, I brought in my friend Alana Alana in here to kind of talk a little Nirvana with me. Of course, Nirvana, classic, legendary. What is your favorite Nirvana song? Ooh, In Bloom, for sure. In Bloom, interesting right there. Okay, it's going to be a little awkward, but I mean this with all honesty. My favorite Nirvana song, Rape Me. (laughs) I love it. It's a good song. It's a great Honestly, song. Honestly, I jam to it every time, too. Nirvana's one of those artists, are bands that you can listen to today, and it sounds just as fresh as it did back in 1994. Mm-hmm. Cannot go wrong. I mean, their Bleached album, okay, that was their early on. And then, of course, you got Nevermind, In Utero. All of it. All of it. Just great stuff. I know, speaking of always sounding fresh and always looking great, Rihanna, she's having her birthday today. Oh, what a legend. I love Rihanna so much. I've actually seen her in concert like three or four times. Really? Yeah, you wouldn't think it, but yes. That's amazing. Absolutely. Favorite Rihanna song? Uh, mine has to be Umbrella. Oh, man. Once again, this is going to get awkward. My favorite, I think, is <laughs> S&M. S&M, S&M. So Rihanna, Kurt Cobain, Jay Giles Band. Jay Giles. He was born on this day in 1946. We've got all types of music going all over the place. Oh, wow, yeah. You're a big music sounds fan. Like, sounds like my playlist. That's it. Yeah. What are you listening to right now? Right now, I'm actually listening to Bring Me the Horizon. Oh, going heavy. Yeah. Absolutely. Got a heat game. Heat game tonight, too? Yeah, I'm really excited. You got them beating the Hawks? Uh, Yes. Alana Alana knows a lot about sports and music, as you can tell right there. (laughs) She actually really does. So, you know how we fade Fig because she's so bad? (laughs) Maybe we could have a lot of money Alana or something like that. You can get everything right, and then you can go opposite of Fig, and everything will be great. Oh, stop. Fig is not that bad. Ooh. She can't be that bad. You're already 0 for 1 on this one. No. She's pretty bad. She's pretty, but that's what we do. We fade her. But you might be the opposite. Okay. Well, a, lot, just, a lot of Alana, I'd say. Just know that I, I did yell at Trey Young and told him that he was garbage. <laughs> got rabbit ears. He's probably hurting crying right now after you said that. So oh, well. We can just rock out all night. But instead, what we can do is Dan Levitard. They are on from 10 to 1 weekdays right here on 560. The Joe they look into the Saints scandal and also stat of the day, stat of the day. There is a story right now that isn't 
getting the kind of attention this story would normally get when I place a complicated scandal from football in your lap. But if you've been reading the news lately, you have seen that three entities uh, that have represented Americana have declared for bankruptcy because they find themselves in a position where they can't handle all the pedophilia lawsuits. Boy Scout, most recently, U.S. Gymnastics, and of course, uh, you know, the church. And so are, are the certain kinds of archdiocese out there because you want to avoid you can't you just can't pay all of the damages regarding ped- pedophilia. And the biggest sports scandal, it can be argued, uh, of our lifetime didn't look like it at the beginning. It was just Jerry, Jerry Sandusky and a claim. And it ended up in like page five D of your sports section when it was just Jerry Sandusky. And then it mushroomed with further reporting into what you saw which is something unlike anything we've ever seen in sports that can make the argument not only, you know, fired uh, Joe Paterno in disgrace, but then killed him. And if you're reading, and this is complicated because it is layered and it requires a great deal more reporting, and I don't know who's going to do the reporting to find what could be, Stugatz, if you are inclined to believe the very worst in people is the kind of thing that would be bigger than Donald Sterling, take your team away type of stuff. And I don't know who's covering it well, but I'd like to talk to somebody who's covering it well because uh, we do not do well around these subjects as a sports media. It's not something that is easily handled. Hell, it's something that's hard to handle even if you're the Boston Globe and, you know, Marty Barron winning Pulitzer Prizes for handling it when you uh, reveal this kind of stuff. But if you read about it and you're prone to be super, super skeptical and cynical of people's motives, there's some dirty stuff involving the Saints that isn't getting enough coverage. If you're willing to go to your most negative places, there hasn't been the big spotlight expose investigative journalism piece on this just yet, because there are confidential documents, emails that the New Orleans Saints are presently fighting to keep confidential, even though publicly they say they don't mind those uh, documents being out there in court. They're filing motions to keep these things confidential right now. The accusations are the worst accusation that the New Orleans Saints are facing is that that they work hand-in-hand with the Archdiocese of New Orleans. To protect some priests. To protect some priests. There was a list of uh, sexual abuse offenders, alleged sexual abuse offenders, that was put out, and the accusation is the New Orleans Saints and their PR team had input on which names were actually released, conceivably. And the AP did an investigative piece on this, saying this list is about short 20 names. Your best-case scenario is you've got the Saints helping an Archdiocese with public relations around uh, around you know, the worst crime that one can imagine. When it comes across your timeline, you're like, why? What is this? Why? Well, I read, and the why is, Gail Benson, the owner of the New Orleans Saints, is a devout Catholic. She's donated tens of millions of dollars to the Archdiocese of New Orleans. Now, let's just say you want to believe the absolute best in people. Then Gail Benson, who's a devout Catholic, offered up her PR team. just giving a lot of money to support something she believes. Yeah, and is offering up people in her PR team that have expertise in dealing with big-time uh That's your best-case scenario. Which is unseemly, too. Your best-case scenario is the unseemly seemliness of an NFL team, uh, you know, law and order NFL getting involved with helping 
with PR around something that no one wants to be around. Right. And the public relations people are doing the public relations spin, which is, no, we're working to make sure that we're protecting the best interests of the public, getting this list out there. If the accusation is true that the New Orleans Saints actually with help the archdiocese withhold some of these names if you were a cynic you'd say gail uh, uh, benson and maybe some people in the new orleans saints recognize some of the names was she protecting people who knows but if you believe the absolute worst in people and that happens to be true and proven true in the courts that is one of the biggest scandals it's in the take history your team away bad of yes. the nfl yes it is take your team away bad and i don't know what the truth is there. We don't know what the truth is there. I will tell you this portion of the truth exists. The sports media is kind of ill-equipped to cover this well. I remember the the best reporting initially on the Penn State scandal was all locally. It was, uh, in fact, I believe a local reporter at a very small newspaper ended up winning. Did she end up winning the Pulitzer Prize for the reporting? Because, um, because again, that started as such a small thing. It's just a defensive coordinator, in quotes. And then you saw it mushroom into the biggest sports scandal any of us have ever seen. Start of the day, start of the day, it is the start of the day. Start of the day, start of the day, it is the start of the day. Start of the day, start of the day, it is the start of the day. Start of the day, start of the day, it is the start of the day. The Pelicans recover 46% of Zion's misses, with a big chunk of them coming from Zion himself. Z-bounds. Zion Williamson recovers 10% of his misses for putbacks, already the best rate in the league. And in opinion, the dude's second jump is ridiculous. Well, that quick. those numbers you just <laughs> expressed is the greatest numerical articulation I've heard of the size of his body uh, caving in everything in the paint. Forty six percent. I mean, how ridiculous is that? It, it's it's incredible, and you know, obviously, it's small sample size, but everything that he's done at the collegiate level and in preseason and so far would lead, lead us to believe that this is real, that he is that good of a rebounder. But I mean, when you're talking about recover, your team recovers half the misses. You're you are altering the way the mathematics of the sport work. If you're gonna, if if half the time you're out there. And he misses. He's already hugely efficient. You get another chance. Yeah. Basically, uh, if you offensive rebound about 30% of your own misses, that's incredible. You're one of the best offensive rebounding teams ever. So 46 is pretty ridiculous. All right. Uh, I mean, I, I can't believe I can't. That's why it's the stat of the day. It's higher than an eight, I believe. Ah, everybody coming around on Zion Williamson. Got some heat action tonight. That is going to be great. The Pelicans back in action tomorrow against the Trailblazers. I'm going out on a limb, and I'm saying the Heat win tonight, and not really out on a limb. The Pelicans will beat the Blazers because, even though I do like the Blazers enough, they are garbage. Not garbage. The Hawk and Crowder Show. We will hear from them next on the Best of the Joe Show. Welcome back to the Best of the Joe Show. Running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, and this is Rihanna with Birthday Cake. Birthday girl.
Ooh, Rihanna, that's a hot track right there from a very, very attractive lady. Speaking of attractive ladies, we got Alana Alana back with us right now. Alana Alana, we might start having you by on Thursdays doing a couple <laughs> of picks because you do know sports. A lot of people say fade fig. I don't think you're the fade type. You're the type of person that if you give me a sports take, might want to be listening. Might be. And of course, you know a little bit about cake too. Speaking of birthday cake, you have a birthday cake <laughs> or at least a cake story from yesterday. Tell us about it a little bit. Yes, Steve Aoki came into the station uh, for one of our sister stations and he threw cake in people's faces because that is what he does. That's his, you know, famous signature move. And so I got cake on my face and I was so excited that that happened to me that I did not take it off for the entire night. And then you went to play softball with cake on your face, correct? Yes, I did. And then someone actually heard me uh, talk about it on 790 on the way on the way here and um they were like oh you have cake on your face were you the one at steve aoki and i was like yeah oh we appreciate you listening thank you so much now let's get into the sports real quick dolphins everyone's still clamoring about tanking for Mm. tua is it going to be tua should it be tua what you got i think it should be tua do you have to trade up for him though yeah oh Man, okay. Now, the Heat, you think they're going to make the playoffs? And if they make the playoffs, four seed, five seed, three seed? Four seed. No way a one seed? No. <laughs> That's Bucks be, are too good. The Bucks are way too good. <laughs> and way too good. a lot of people probably that don't know you don't know that you are a huge baseball fan. I am, yes. Your brothers huge play baseball? baseball? Yep. Professionally? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you love the Marlins? I, uh, it's, it's a strong love-hate relationship right now. Uh, Loria really got a bad taste in my mouth and you know Jeter is doing his best and I'm giving him three years uh, he's down one so this is now the, the second year I'm going into of giving him a chance and we'll see where it goes from there but um, you know right now I'm kind of in a you know, baseball is my favorite sport, and I'm gonna. I have a love for the game. The Astros are kind of tainting that right now, <laughs> and you know, I'm really upset with all of them. I'm actually thinking about going up to West Palm this weekend for one of the games. Maybe bringing my own trash can. Uh oh. Yeah. So. You you've established that you can heckle some people. You yell at Trey Young. <laughs> you might go up to West Palm and. I feel like I should be a professional heckler. Goodness. You know? Solana did warn me that you will break someone's heart and you will break someone's soul. So <laughs> I'm starting to believe him that he wasn't joking around. So will the Marlins be a little bit better this year than last season? Um, you know, when you trade players for prospects, I really can't have an opinion because prospects don't have a lot of stats to go by and I haven't watched them play enough. So I'm going to a lot of spring training games this year. I'm going to see where we're at. Um, we are, you know, I can see that we do have a great farm system now based on, you know, what we've acquired. But honestly, I don't know how good we are going to be because a lot of them are prospects. Strong sports take right there from Alana. Alana, you're going to come by on Thursdays. We'll have some segments with you. We'll do some stuff. You can drop some knowledge and we can see how your picks, because, you know, it's not perfect science, <laughs> but how they stack up to Jay Figs. Okay. Oh, that's going to be sweet. Speaking of sweet, Hawk and Crowder. Well, Crowder's on vacation. Or he's doing whatever he's doing. I don't want to know. It's best that way. Hawk and Witty got together today talking about a loaded potato of sports weekend. And then Solana gives you the headlines. We have ourselves a, uh, a fairly big sports. 
Sports Weekend coming up. Excited about all the action. Crowder is off today. Crowder is off tomorrow. Chris Whittingham is in day for Crowder. And Adam Beasley will be in tomorrow for Crowder. And I'll get you, catch you up to date on our schedule because today will be a loaded potato of a show. And then tomorrow, Adam Beasley and I will be doing the show from... Mark Light Stadium on the University of Miami campus kicks off a three-game series, University of Miami and University of Florida, one versus two in the nation. Are there gradations of loaded potato? Because if today is a loaded potato, you were describing to me before the show what is on hand for tomorrow's program. Tomorrow's show is a more traditional loaded potato. Today will be a loaded potato, and I'll let you in on a little bit of a secret. I've never referred to any of my shows as anything other than a loaded potato. Even when potato. you're guestless? When sure. you don't, you have I any mean, guests, still a loaded potato. Still got a lot of stuff to get to. But tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow really will be fun. Mark Light, that baseball stadium is sold out of tickets. I was talking with someone from the University of Miami before the show started. They are sold out for all three games of the series. One versus two Crazy. is great. Everybody gets excited when there's a, a breath of life in the University of Miami baseball uh, program. You and I were talking before the, the show started. We both went to UM. We were talking before the show started. There is this unique quality about seeing a baseball game in Coral Gables yes. at the light. It's just something about that uh, something about that stadium and the um, the passion of that fan base. Correct. And and for me, it's the locality of it because. I, Obviously, sports have tended to become more national and international as they've entered the social media realm, right? You share your fandom with so many more people of your pro sports teams. The thing about University of Miami Baseball is that it's a dedicated group of fans that go to every single game. Every like, game. Because I, I, I did the games when I was at the student radio station, and you saw the same people every single night. And they are the most passionate fans, and it's warranted because the program has won four national titles, yep. and it's one of the best college baseball pro- pro- programs in the country. And you'd think South Florida, sport, we get criticized about what kind of sports market we are. College baseball in this town? It doesn't make any sense and that it it's that popular, but it's that community yep. that just galvanizes behind that team. It's so much fun to go yeah. to the light. Really cool. So we'll be doing the show out there tomorrow, and uh, again, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, UM and UF, one versus two in uh, collegiate baseball, which is going to be fun. But I on top of that, when I say it's a big South Florida sports weekend, the D-Wade celebration begins tomorrow at mm-hmm. the American Airlines Arena. The baseball series, obviously, on a national level, you've got Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury, and I thought they did a great job amping up the fight yesterday, and I like a heavyweight fight that has something behind it. I was watching Max Kellerman this morning. He was a guest on Get Up, and he was saying, when you've got two boxers in their prime that are going at it like yes. this, that are fairly evenly matched, that are pretty good personalities for the sport, this could be a big night Saturday night for the fight game. Could be a bad night, but it could be a big night if it's a really good fight. I think it's a great night regardless because what we've seen and what we've observed because we've been, you and I have been going to those media rows for big boxing fights for a long time, and we always encounter is these promotions that are unable to get along and make big fights happen. And so... And it's actually kind of remarkable because in the traditional media space in sports, Fox and ESPN are big time rivals. Correct. And it's kind of cool that they're getting together to produce this fight and make it a big deal. And as you said, two guys that are in their prime. Right. At a time that people want to see this fight. And now it could open up the heavyweight division a real way if Anthony Joshua can recover from having lost to Ruiz and, and then he enters the fray. This could become a 
legit thing where the heavyweight division is are producing regularly good fights. Are you discounting Ruiz, by the way, as a... I uh, am, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying it facetiously. But yeah, no, to me, nothing better in the sport of boxing than when the, the heavyweight division yeah. is uh, is something worth watching. Fight? So uh, I might. I very rarely buy fights. Yeah. And I think I'm going to buy this fight on Saturday night. Yeah, I really do I, like heavyweights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, if I'm home, like, I will, I think, I think I'll probably shell out the, whatever, 65 bucks. Does that have any interest it. to you, uh, Solana, heavyweight fight tomorrow? Yeah, I think I am like going to watch it, actually. Oh, yeah, I thought that it was Friday for a second. Yeah, <laughs> on Saturday. Yeah. That's something that interests you? Yeah, not not normally, but That's I, I think I'm, I'm some the same way. Yeah, yeah, I, I uh, you know, again, like you say, we yeah. go to Vegas a lot for fights. We did one in Dallas or whatever, did one in LA. This one has some juice for me. And I thought the uh, the weigh-ins yesterday, like the, the, the yesterday really sold it for me. And right, because ultimately, it's not just because, like, Vladimir Klitschko is a great boxer, but he, like, it wasn't any kind of character. There was no narrative. Correct. There was no story. And so it's uninteresting. Love a guy with a British accent. Always makes it uh, yeah, fun course. for me. So. And then, I mean, and these oh, guys, don't these guys do are just yours. massive characters. Don't, uh, do not do yours. I thought that was an open invitation no, to do mine. Do not I do I yours. I am going to ask you today, by the way, Chris Whittingham is known for uh, his soccer love. And uh, and I am going to ask you a little bit about Inter-Miami today. Because That'd be great. I'm very interested. You want that in English accent? No, oh. but I am interested. Don't tell me now, but I am interested if you think it's going to work or not. And and I know, what, the first game, I think uh, there's no tickets left. There are no single game tickets. No left. single game tickets. So, so you'd have to buy a season ticket. Correct. Package. The only the only way you can get in is if you buy a whole. And season how many se- tickets. single tickets had they made available? Fifty. I just want <laughs> well, to know if there's. Well, all, all I know is that there are less than a thousand season tickets left, and they okay. sold out a 19,000 Be very stadium. interesting. I'm very interested to see because you know this has. Uh, anytime you start a team in South Florida, mm-hmm. you are playing against the. Uh, Especially when they've gotten some things wrong, like they've not. It's not been a flawless start. They have a big name yet they're not playing in Miami I actually think playing yeah. in Fort Lauderdale helps them I really do because I think it's a smaller stadium it can look more exciting it can look like there's more interest than mm-hmm. there may actually be well, well, I, if, they, I, if they had played in Marlins Park that would have just been uninteresting disastrous yeah disastrous I agree yeah there's, although I, to me I, I, there is nothing worse yeah than cavernous stadiums yes. that are half full build something and quarter that's, full and that's legitimately MLS's model like MLS's model yeah. is build smaller stadiums so that they look more full so that they have greater atmosphere and it's worked yeah I think like they uh, fill out twenty five thousand seat stadiums and they look amazing yeah, on television. I think it's great. So we'll uh, we'll talk if that's going to work or not. We have a, a lot of stuff planned for you today. Gino Toretta, the Heisman Trophy winner. We have been talking so much quarterback talk over the last couple of weeks, and that's only going to get more fast and furious as the draft approaches and the combinal. Uh, what is that uh, next week? So the combinal mm-hmm. uh, things up even more. And uh, we'll get to Dan Day's Day Spa as well. Everybody loves that on a Thursday. First, let's get our headlines with our own Alejandro Solana. We have Heat basketball today, guys. Yeah, we do, my guy. The Miami Heat are in Atlanta to take on Hawks guy Trey Young. And That's right. Hawks. I, I had forgotten you were a Trey Young guy. I love this guy. That's my hawk sound. You have a hawk sound? Yeah, yeah, don't you? It's <laughs> <laughs> the soundtrack to my life. There's a hawk going take, around. Take the over tonight on Trey Young. Now, I'm rooting for the Heat, but I'm rooting for Trey Young as well. But isn't he like an unproductive player that doesn't help teams win? Uh, I haven't looked that deeply into it. I just like that he jacks up threes from center court. <laughs> he's like the worst defensive player in the NBA. I love the fact that he's got patchy hair. Like, you know, I always root for the hair challenge guys. I was a huge Manu Ginobili fan. Trey Young is hair challenged? Oh, my God. Are you joking? 
I mean, I know he has like a, a, a unique hairstyle, but I don't think of him as challenged. Oh, he's challenged. That dude will be bald in what two years, Solana? Like it's coming out in patches. Yeah, maybe fourteen months. I'm a big fan of his. I love that Caruso guy in Los oh, Angeles. Well, Caruso is yeah. like, but that's just get rid of the hair, man. Nah, man. What is he doing? Yeah, keep it there, like, man. Like the the thinning on top. Love I've it. never understood that. I love just it. Just part with it. Nah, Once I it love goes, it. go. Just, I just love embrace it. it. I'm such a huge fan. So is he balding in the back for Trey? Because I'm no, it's more on the a, sides. The, <laughs> it's like, I'm telling you, it's patchy. It's patchy. You can't miss it. I'll show you some. I mean, I mean you clearly some. you are more observant of this yes. than I am. But. No, I'm, I, I can tell you more about his hair than his actual game. Uh, what else you got there, Solana? 7.30 p.m. start time, by the way, for the Miami Heat and the Atlanta Hawks. The Heat favored by six and a half points tonight, guys. Okay. Anything else? The Florida Panthers. They beat the Anaheim Ducks 4-1 to yesterday. They're back on the ice tonight at the L.A. Kings. 10.30 p.m. puck drop, a game you can hear on 560 The Joke. Yeah, a couple wins in a row for the Panthers. They needed that. I think they're tied for third now, so I think they... Uh, yeah, well, right now they are in third ahead yeah. of the Maple Leafs, right. and they, but they still have a game, and I think that game in hand is tonight. You want to start establishing some cushion. We, Tired uh, of like, you drift into the wild card, and all of a sudden you're like three teams behind the final wild card place. Get some so, room ahead of, of Toronto. Solana and I laugh. This is the time of year every year where we start doing the damn games in uh, hand it's, countdown. It's, it's exhausting. It's exhausting <laughs> the games right, in What hand. else you got, Solana? Canes hoops. They had a triple overtime win over Virginia Tech Huge the first time win last night in UM basketball history, men's basketball, I should say, that they win a triple overtime game. Did you see, by the way, I said, I texted it to you. Do you did you see it when Jim Laranega came into the locker room he after did, the yeah, game yeah, last yeah. night? And there was like a throwing of water bottles and there was great. a dancing. It was excellent. Kane's hoops now 14 and 12 on a nice little run. They were uh, under 500 for most of the year. They're at Notre Dame on Sunday. All this, right. uh, this Isaiah Wong is like a real player, isn't he? Isaiah Wong of the Hurricanes. No. Idea. <laughs> Canes baseball. They beat Kent State 12 nothing yesterday. They begin a three-game series versus the second-ranked team in the nation, UF, tomorrow. Hawk and Adam Beasley will be at Mark Light tomorrow for the game. We will. I, and so when I come in to do the – now, I have to be honest. When I'm not working in the Miami sports media m- mode as much, I kind of tune out a little bit. So for the show, I, I did a lot more reading. I was really trying to get up-to-date on what's going on. So I was watching Hurricanes highlights, and they're, t- they're talking about this Isaiah Wong. I looked up his game logs. You I'm like, all right. You thought we were going to break I, I, him I, down? I'm not, I'm not, just, I wanted to have a thing to say about Canes basketball when the triple overtime came up. I had a thing, I think and I'm surprised. Did, did you have a thing? You don't you, have a thing. Do I have a thing to say about the Canes, Canes? team this year? You like your friend, like Jim Larinaga is a friend of the show. Like I, I thought you'd I, have a thing. I've said this uh, several times because uh, we've talked about it on the show. I ejected on this season just because the season's been so bad and so dull. So I kind of ejected it's on uh, it. Eight consecutive double-digit efforts from Isaiah Wong. We did have the, uh, last night. the Aussie on the air with us talk about the wildfires. That Sa- was Sam Wardenberg? No, not Sam Wardenberg. No, the guy that shoots <laughs> the threes. Vasiljevic? Yeah. Isn't Wardenberg also Australian? Nah, I think he's like, isn't Sam Wardenberg like Danish or something? I'm on it. What, you thought we were going to talk sports? He's from New Zealand. That New was Zealand. close. He's there from you go. New Zealand. All right, what else you got? It's weird, man. We never talk sports. <laughs> Roger Federer. He had knee surgery, so Oop. unfortunately, Roger Federer, unfortunately for uh, myself and all of the other tennis fans, he's going to miss the Miami Open and the French Open. All right. Anything else? Finally, guys, lineman Greg Robinson was busted with 156.9 pounds of weed at a Border it's Patrol checkpoint. Yeah. According to law enforcement, he faces up to 20 years in prison if convicted. It could happen. Yeah. High stakes right there. Very high stakes when you have that much marijuana on you and you get caught. Ooh. Hawkman and Crowder, they are going to be on tomorrow 
minus Crowder because Crowder is doing whatever Crowder does live from the Miami and Florida baseball game. One versus two. That is going to be absolutely crazy this weekend. I'm stoked. Hopefully you are stoked also. You can hear Hawkman and Crowder weekdays from 3 to 6 right here on 560 The Joe. Before I go, though, want to hear what Daniel Jeremiah had to say on Joe Burrow. Well, I think there's three teams. We just saw the draft order there. Teams picking five, six, and seven. You look at Miami, you look at the Chargers, uh, and you look at the Carolina Panthers. All teams in the quarterback market. All teams who... Before all this story started to circulate and you saw um, the conversation with Joe Burrow the other day where he didn't flat out say, yes, I want to be a Cincinnati Bengal, those teams keeping an eye on this situation because maybe there is an opportunity if this takes place behind closed doors and he doesn't want to go to Cincinnati, maybe there is a trade-up opportunity for those three teams. And obviously, team number seven with Joe Brady as the offensive coordinator, his former offensive coordinator at LSU, now with the Carolina Panthers, you better believe they're tracking this situation to see how this thing unfolds. This draft is going to be crazy. Joe Burrow comes to South Florida. He and I can get together. We can hang out. Both LSU guys, football love, Dolphins, South Florida. Oh, greatness. But we'll just see. Hey, I think the Dolphins will get it right this coming draft. But once again, it's a little ways away. Speaking of getting it right, Mike Tomlin, the coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, he's my guy. He stands up for his guys. Of course, everyone's still kind of talking about the Mason Rudolph and the whole deal with a fight with Garrett. Oh, man, but Tomlin stepped up for his dude. Here's a piece of that. These accusations are serious, uh, not only in terms of Mason Rudolph's character, but uh, his professional pursuits. Nobody on that field as a member of the Cleveland Browns or the Pittsburgh Steelers corroborated what was said by Miles Garrett. That was founded by us and the National Football League. And at no point during that piece this weekend, that was stated. Mike Tomlin. Just stepping up for his guys. You gotta like to play for a guy like that. Big sports day in history. The Marlins opened their first spring training camp back in 1993. And Kobe Bryant, he won the All-Star MVP in Los Angeles back in 2011. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Dan Day Radio, where you can always step into the day spa and always Ask any questions of me that you might have. As always, you can go to our website, wqam.com, to download podcasts for this show or any of the shows that you hear on this radio station. you got other options, though. You can go to the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. Tomorrow, Joe Rose Show, Dan Lebitard, first take with Jason Fitz, then Hawk and Crowder. I'll be back tomorrow night from 6 to 7 giving you the best of the Joe Show, where we run back some of the best audio that you have heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I'm about to race out of here, head down to historic Dockers in Dania Beach to host Trivia. I host Trivia every Thursday there at around 7.30-ish, depending on traffic. It gets a little crazy, gets a little scary. Once again, thank you so much for listening. Check me out at Dan Day Radio on Twitter. Alana, Alana, she had stopped by earlier. We're going to try to have her by for some sports picks on Thursday. Just kind of mix it up so you don't hear me just babbling on and on and on. You hear a beautiful voice from a lady. That's about it for the best of the Joe Show. Later, slug. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today.
Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.